welcome to Binging with Badness, the only podcast brought to you by Zola. Zola, it makes me want to kill myself. Less. My name is Mitchell McIntyre. I'm Vanessa Vogel. And this is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. The third in the legendary Godzilla-verse, but only the second Godzilla movie. It's a whole thing. There was a monkey in the middle. Uh, um, and I really wish we were sponsored by Zoloff, because, like, then they would fill my fucking prescription. I was say, shit gets expensive. Uh, but, yeah, so we are we are here with the, as of right now, uh, last straight Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine they're going to make more. Um... Because from what I understand, Godzilla vs. Kong made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. It broke records, but it broke um, pandemic records. Mm. So, like, that's one dollar at the theater. <laughs> um, I am so excited to go back to a movie theater again. Yeah, let's go. But like, let's go when no one's there so we can have the theater to ourselves. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't been paying attention... Uh, we got fully vaccinated a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, three or four weeks ago. So we, we got it. We got, we took the two weeks. Things are like pretty open for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so weird. <laughs> and I don't care for it because there's still masks. There's still a pandemic. And yeah. yet I'm allowed to go to a movie theater. Yeah. I think not. I'm like, we still wear masks. We still social distance. I basically bathe in hand sanitizer. This is true. We have like six of them in my um, bag. I smell like cupcakes. That's not because of the sanitizer. That's just me. Yay. Uh, um, Cookie. I just, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, <laughs> but no, this is, it, it's, it's been strange. So we're, we're planning on going to the outside a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, so it's been very strange, but yeah. So Godzilla versus Kong mm-hmm. was a huge, huge deal. Yeah, which is a little bit um, surprising, I guess, because a it was available for free on HBO Max, which mm-hmm. is how we saw it. Yeah, and two, Godzilla King of the Monsters didn't do so well. How could it not do so well? It's Godzilla. It didn't. So it, it wasn't a. A bomb by any means, mm-hmm. but it's considered a box office disappointment. Oh. Um, they expected it to do better than than it did, um, and you know that could just be because of. Did it come out the same times as an Avengers movie? Uh, I don't believe it did. No, <laughs> um, I don't know what came out the same week it did, but because that's just setting itself up for fucking failure yeah. there. Uh, it's one of those things where you're just like, what'd you get on the test? B plus? You should have got an A plus. Because <laughs> um, if it really bombed, we wouldn't have had Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, but it's um, so good, though. But yeah, so technically it is the worst ranking um, for financials in the series. Yeah, but that asterisk gets the size of a moon, It's right? a big ol' asterisk. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. We we watched it. This is the second time we've seen it. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, the, the rare times we see a movie before we do the, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember it being less annoying than this. I mean, the human plot has always been shit. It's, it's, it's better shit. than it was in Godzilla. Yeah, but the bar's really low here, people. Yeah, exactly, but it's not as good as it was in Skull Island. If you skipped Skull Island for whatever reason, go back and watch that one. Yeah. That is a really solid movie. Monkey smash. Um, but 
That was a monkey. This is back to the lizard smish. I like lizard smish. I do too. This is Godzilla, king of the monsters. My god. Zilla. Our planet will perish. And so will we. We set Godzilla free. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's bring him in for a beer. No, this time we join the fight. Run. It is a 2009 American monster film directed and co-written by Michael Daughtry. It is a sequel to Godzilla 2014 and is the 35th film in the Godzilla franchise. And it is the third Godzilla film to be completely produced in Hollywood. So the only, there's only been three. <laughs> it's this one, Godzilla 2014 and Godzilla 1998. Eh, we don't speak we'll, about... We'll talk about that one later, maybe. We don't speak about 1998. We try not to. Uh, the film stars Coach Taylor himself, Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Bradley Whitford who I really like most days, but I can't stand him in this movie. <laughs> Charles Dance, Tywin Lannister himself. The Middleditch part of Middleditch and Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch. O'Shea Jackson. Uh, that's Ice Cube's son. Spitting goddamn image. Yeah, that's why he was cast as Ice Cube in that movie. Yeah. Anthony Ramos and Ken Watanabe. For some reason, Ken Watanabe is last. And he gets more screen time than O'Shea Jackson. Because he doesn't want to be here. He so doesn't. <laughs> he does not want to be here. So you He's know. busy filming Detective Pikachu. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to notice that there's only one name coming back, and that's Ken Watanabe. Uh, these movies have very little connection to one another. Yeah, this is true. Uh, outside of Godzilla. I guess Godzilla is a character that comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it is a, it's a whole thing. So the film... Uh, was actually greenlit the weekend Godzilla came out. Oh. Yeah. All right. That day, they were like, we're going to do this again. <laughs> uh, and we got a whole ass other film. Um, however, the film was a bit of a box office di- uh, disappointment. Only, only. Um. Grossing $386 million worldwide. Against a production budget of about $200 million And a marketing cost of about $150 million. So, you know... Um, they broke even. Yeah, but that's not great. Yeah. Um, so technically, if we give it its most, like, um, liberal estimates, the movie cost $350 million to make it made $386 million. Um, That's so not the, a great profit It's margin. not great, especially considering some of the other series that we're putting it up against. You know, they, they want to create um, a GCU... That's uh, Godzilla Cinematic Universe. <laughs> um, and, like, this one is doing the best out of all the Marvel imitators. You think so? Oh, yeah. The DCEU sucks. It does. Fight me, nerds. <laughs> the DCEU sucks. The Dark Universe would have been the greatest thing, the greatest flaming dumpster train wreck <laughs> Just a dumpster train. That's Wonder Woman, Superman, and all that. That's DCEU. Okay. The Dark Universe was um, the new Mummy. 
the Tom Cruise mummy. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, a lot oh, of people God. did. <laughs> Ansel Elgort as um, uh, Quasimodo. What is Gus doing here? What What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it was... Th- this is doing the best out of trying to copy Marvel. I see. Um, but, you know... <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is and uh, I I don't have the the numbers for how uh, Godzilla vs Kong did, uh, and you won't find out next week because we filmed it way back uh, uh, when the movie was actually out. So God only knows. God only knows. Uh, so yeah, that is kind of our preamble to this a movie about a giant lizard. That shoots laser beams. That shoots laser beams. You can't undersell undersell the laser beams part. Mm -hmm. There's also a point... So, there's a point in this film when uh, Monster Zero (laughs) makes all the Titans rise. Yeah. And you think, oh shit, we're about to have a Monster Royal Rumble. Yeah. We don't. We don't. Uh, We just have uh, a bad, really. A what? A, A series of bads. A series of that. Yeah, there's a... We'll get there. But there, it's there, just, there's some good fight scenes in this movie. There's some good fight um, scenes, but the plot is strung together yeah, they, like a drunk man trying to tell a story. Yeah. Like, it goes off some tangents and barely comes back to the plot. So, I made this point while we were watching the movie. When we did Fast and the Furious, and, uh-huh. and even when we did um, The Men in Black, yeah, I was writing notes pretty much the entire time. Yeah. Because I wanted to hit every, you know, important facet. Mm-hmm. With these movies, I talk about, like, so-and-so is doing the thing. Mm-hmm. But then that scene goes on for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> like, we come back, still doing the thing. Come back, still doing the thing. <laughs> come back, still doing the thing. Um, and so, like, as I was writing, I'm like, should I be writing down more? What am I going to say? Millie Bobby Brown grabs this. Millie Bobby Brown walks down tunnel. Millie Bobby Brown was really good at as eleven. Like, um, she really was. She was. Um, so these might be a little bit more spaced out than you're used to, uh, because once again, we don't get to the good stuff until the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, although there's a little bit more good stuff in this movie than there was in Godzilla. That's true, but that's because it's compensating for the lame human part. That is true. Uh, so, without further ado, Curtain Up. Curtain Up. I already said it. I know, but <laughs> I, I got to. Or, 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 or else I break out in hives. Mm. It's good you did because I didn't write it down. <laughs> uh, Alright, let's do this thing! The movie begins in a decimated San Francisco. As Mark Russell, played by Kyle Chandler, screams for somebody named Andrew as Godzilla stomps through the destroyed city. Uh, this was a flashback of Dr. Emma Russell, played by Vera Farmiga. Um, did we go to San Francisco in the last movie? I don't We went to Vegas. Did we? Well, yeah, because remember I was like, oh, he's in Paris. And like, no, it's in Vegas. There's an Eiffel Tower yeah. in Vegas, too. Did we go to... I don't know. We went... We curb-stomped a lot of stuff. Anyway, so San Francisco's fucked. 
Uh, Andrew was their child who died in the attack. Um, so Mark Russell's got kind of a thing against Godzilla. Uh, who hasn't been seen in five years. Uh, but the world is pissed at Monarch because they didn't stop it from happening and were worried about more Titan attacks. It was like, you guys knew this was coming. You hid it from everybody. And now we don't have Los Angeles anymore. <laughs> Uh, oh. I mean, to their credit, they're right. But after living through 2020, I think this is the part where I don't believe it because now we have government efficiency uh, and the right thing is happening. What is this nonsense? Here's the thing, right? Like, you know, we, we see zombie movies and we see the movies like this that are just like the people evacuated and uh, it was all safe through government, you know, interference. I doubt it. Yeah. I was people like, we have to evacuate and somebody's going to go, no, government's trying to kick me out of my house. Godzilla is just a crisis actor, and uh, it's, it's, it's really happening, Squish. Yeah. And then the guy next to him be all like, oh, that's a fake lizard. <laughs> he was in on it. <sighs> I hate America. No. <laughs> well, no. Well, Portland's a good place. True. Relatively. Uh, Maddie, played by Millie Bobby Brown, is talking to her father via email. Saying that she's worried about her mother, who seems to be having a real tough time. Uh, I guess, uh, well, first of all, they're divorced. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess Maddie hasn't really kept in contact with her father. Mm -hmm. It's a very tenuous relationship, and we never really find out why. It, we, we get, like, some hints, but never anything, like, super concrete. I mean, he keeps sending her pictures of wolves feeding on dead animals, I would say that's a pretty good reason not to talk to your dad. That's true. Uh, uh, but she seems to enjoy it, so I'm just like, why not? Eh? The fuck? Uh, I guess there was a pretty severe falling out because mom is like worried about their interactions. Mm -hmm. She's just like, yeah, I was talking to dad. She's like, oh, Maddie, I don't know. And she's like, I know, I know, I know. I'm just okay. <laughs> uh, really good relationship you got going there for you. Yeah. Uh, this light conversation is broken up by screeching and an earthquake. And we reveal that we live in a rainforest in China at a monarch base. Does China have rainforest? It must, right? Yes. Um, it might be a jungle. It's, it's a forested area. Yeah. Um, so how bad was Kyle Chandler <laughs> that the judge was like, yeah, you can take her to a secret underground base in China. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Alcohol be like that. Ah, uh, yes. So something has triggered a sleeping titan, and an egg is hatching. So... You think we'd learn. Yeah. Uh, Emma and Maddie... For some reason, Maddie comes along. That doesn't sound like a good idea. I guess she's going to work with Mom. Yeah, so Emma and Maddie show up at this place, and they see this giant uh, egg, essentially, that, that begins to crack. Mm -hmm. And... So... They, they've named... They, they named the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, no guesses for what it's called. Uh, but as the egg cracks, out comes a giant caterpillar-esque thing. Yeah. Who they have named Mothra. Yes. Now, butterflies come from caterpillars. Yeah. What do moths come from? Hell. <laughs> uh, I don't know. A weedle. <laughs> Uh, oh. No, weedles turn into bees. Is it a centipede? No. I'm Googling this. Anyway, that's not important, but 
Uh, so it's not really a caterpillar. It's whatever turns into a moth. Anyway, Mothra ain't happy that she's awake. And she wants out. Uh, security begins to shoot it for some reason. Uh, even though we have proven time and goddamn time again, bullets don't work on titans. Idiots. It's still a caterpillar. Is it still a caterpillar? Just a different kind? Yeah. All right, there you go. Um, so, Mothra's going nuts. Uh, and just, like, knocking security guys out of the way. And they're like, well, gotta kill it. <laughs> but Emma's like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, I have an idea. And she uses this device that uses acoustic bioresonance mm-hmm. to, like, find the frequency of a giant moth and calm it down. This is called an orca. And it is our deus ex machina. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand what they're... Because it seems like these things are smart enough to understand mm-hmm. that Box is here to trick us right out the womb. Yeah. Which is not something that any living being should be able to crack. Yeah. Uh, But they're not smart enough to know Box is fooling you. Yeah. Which should be the easier mental check than Box is magic and Box is, is here to trick you. Yeah, right? but Box is magic. <laughs> so... They're inside this, like, little safety shell. Mm-hmm. And then Emma comes out with the orca mm-hmm. and, like, begins to play it for Mothra. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mothra doesn't take to it right away, so it, like, tries to lunge at her. And then Maddie, 13-year-old Maddie, mm-hmm. 15-year-old, whatever, teenage Maddie, mm-hmm. just follows her out into the danger. Yeah, she just, like, grabs an ID and goes out there. It should be harder... To get out into a giant moth tank. Right? Worst security ever. And also, Maddie, darling, what the fuck are you gonna do? You guys should have more security about how to get into the giant moth tank. So, anyway, the giant caterpillar uh, makes a big lunge and just, like, it's shooting out webs like Spider-Man. Or a caterpie. Or a caterpie. I guess it's using string shot. (laughs) And it's just, like, sticking the security guys to the wall. Mm. And then, like, it sees Vera Farmiga, and she's just like, death! (laughs) And she hits a button, and it plays music or something, and the moth is just like, ah! Ooh, pretty. Yeah, it plays the same sound that orcas make when they communicate with each other. Yeah. Just that weird clicking high-pitched thing, you know? So we have this moment where we're just like, oh, it's quiet. Let's pet it. And so Maddie comes up and, like, reaches out and kind of, like, pets it a little bit. And then Tywin Lannister shows up for some reason, shoots everybody in the building, and kidnaps Maddie and Emma. Hey, buddy. Hi, Charles Dance. What, pray tell, the fuck are you doing here? He got killed on Game of Thrones and he needs the money. First of all, uh, I would watch Charles dance in pretty much anything, as this movie can equate. Yeah, he's... he is a fantastic actor, and he got shafted in Game of Thrones. Yeah, even in this bullshit. <laughs> um, and I was gonna say, like these movies bring in like a decent crop of actors, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I think it's because everybody wants to be in a monster movie. Yeah, you know, uh, these sci-fi B movies. This isn't really a B movie, but. Like, we grew up on those being, like, chintzy sci-fi stuff that was uncool to like. Mm-hmm. And now that we're adults and we're making entertainment, everybody wants to be in them. Yeah. Because we grow up and we got to be the cast, so. Yeah. It's like, it's like D&D. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. A, it was satanic, and B, it was for nerds. <laughs> um, 
But then those nerds grew up. Invented computers. Invented computers. And you can't shake a stick <laughs> at... That doesn't make any sense. What? You can't throw a dead cat <laughs> holding a stick. I learned recently that's called a Malfour. A Malfour? Yeah. Who's who's Malfour? No, that's when you take two, two oh, metaphors. Oh, two and messes them up? Yeah. yeah, and you mush them together. Like, it rings an alarm. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but my point is, like, every company has, like, a and d show. Yeah. Rooster Teeth, Fun House, A Critical Role, obviously, uh, College Humor, <laughs> Polygon. Like, everybody's got some kind of D&D show. Um, critical Role is literally a and d show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody's got, got something. So it's the same kind of way. And now you got guys like me who are just like, hey, do you want to be in a... Uh, Do you want to be in a giant monster movie and maybe get killed by Mothra? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Uh, is it on Saturday? <laughs> I have something on Sunday. Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson is in a Saw movie, for Christ's sake. Nothing means anything. Um, so, meanwhile, while Monarch is trying to defend themselves uh, to the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, trying to like avoid overreach of government, uh, because they still, the government wants to kill Godzilla. Yeah. And kill all these titans, which, like, yeah. I get it. Um, Dr. Sarazawa, like, he kind of stands up and goes, no, they own the place and we should be kind to them. And they're like, that's dumb and no. <laughs> uh, and then he walks out. Uh, Mark Russell is taking pictures of wolves for some reason. I guess that's his job now, wolf picture. Never explained. And Sirizawa and co. approach him in a helicopter. And they're like, hey, good news, bad news, champ. And he's like, what's the good news? And he's like, I lied. There is no good news. Your wife, <laughs> your ex-wife and daughter have been taken by bad guys. Uh, okay. Thanks for the notice. What uh, do you want me to do about it? I'm a scientist. Yeah, and he's and like, there's a moment where he's just like, and what the fuck do you expect him to do about it? But uh, Mark and Emma worked on the Orca together. Yeah. Uh, and they feel that tr- the Charles Dance terrorists mm-hmm. don't want his wife. He want they want the orca, and they want no- to somebody who knows how to work the orca. Um, so they figured, hey, let's get the other guy. <laughs> um, basically, this thing was used to like deal with orca whales, keeping mm-hmm. them away from the shore. Which sounds like a pretty good device, right? Yeah. Uh, but in the wrong hands, this can guide titans to wherever they feel like it. Use them as weapons. Don't fucking do that. Yeah. Uh, after losing their son in the Godzilla attack, Emma went to save the world. She went just like full on save the whales kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And While Mark went full on alcoholism. Uh, and then I guess it was pretty bad because they broke up. <laughs> uh, well, dead kid tends to do that. I have heard. Uh, so, according to Sarazawa, uh, of the amount of Titans they know, there are 17 of them. Mm-hmm. Inclu- uh, not including Godzilla, so 18 overall. And counting. They keep and, finding them. And counting. We keep, they keep popping up at the fucking woodwork. Uh, so, they go to a place where they can kind of track mm-hmm. Godzilla, specifically. It's called Castle Bravo, and it's an underwater monarch factory. Factory? Yes. Yeah. No, it's a <laughs> monarch facility 
uh, to track Godzilla, basically on his own turf. Godzilla is aquatic. Uh, so we just kind of, like, plop down and listen. <laughs> um, so the idea was to bring Mark in to find the orca, but he wants all the titans dead and refuses to help. I mean, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. Like, these things are murder machines. They should go. I was going to say, like, I'm not... Like... They want him to come off as the crazy one. Yeah. But, like, in the kayfabe of the world, he's right. It's just like um, Brian Cranston in the first movie. Yeah. If I didn't know this was a Godzilla movie, these people would sound crazy. That's true. What do you mean you want to save Godzilla? <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Godzilla, or uh, Mark wants them all dead. Fuck them. Shoot them all and let God sort them out. I mean, he's not wrong. Turns out Daddy Lannister is a former British SAS agent turned eco-terrorist. And he's after Titan DNA. He, like, buys and trades them uh, for, like, bigger and bigger things. Sure, why not? I don't really know what he uses them for, but he sells them for big money. His name is Jonah. I'm going to level with you guys right now. I will only call him Tywin Lannister. Yeah, you guys know what we're talking about. Exactly. Uh, Speaking of... We go to an Arctic facility where Maddie and Emma are taken. Uh, and they're like prisoners in, or at least we think they're prisoners, in this big helicopter and they're being marched out and they can hear people being shot and killed. And it's really uncool. And they go inside the facility and they see this gigantic ice wall. Um, and inside of it is something they have dubbed Monster Zero. Mm-hmm. Monster Zero is essentially a Hydra. Dun, dun, dun. It is big, it is yellow, and it's got three heads. Bastard. You know exactly who it is, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be cute and not tell you its name until the movie tells its name. Yes. I've done this for every movie since. You all understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought Emma in with the Orca to calm this thing down before they wake it up. Because, like, we're going to wake it up. It's going to go nuts. So, mm-hmm. we don't want that. Um, back with Mark and Co., something is going wrong. They hear something coming close. Uh, and so they go, he's never been this close before. And Mark goes, who's he? And she goes, who do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so, Godzilla is getting close. All weapons are hot. Shields are up. And we don't know if he'll attack. But if he attacks, we're duped. Uh, yeah, the guns are mostly there to make us feel better. Yeah. So Mark is like, hey, idiots, we don't want to show aggression. Turn off the guns, open the shields, make everything go cold. We're going to prove to him we're not a threat. Um, so they do, and they open up the shields, and we see off in the distance Godzilla. Um, Just swimming. They do this very well. Showing, like, faint glimpses of these monsters. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shots in Godzilla 2014 is like it's the completely black sky, mm-hmm. and then the lightning strikes, and you see Godzilla's outline. Yeah. And it's so, like, intimidating, just like, oh, my God. Uh, like I said, this movie does scale very, very well. Yeah. Um, so we see Godzilla kind of swimming in the background, and it's glowing blue, big blue flashes. Mm-hmm. Um, according to scientists, mm-hmm. this is an, inti- an intimidation tactic, like a, a gorilla pounding its chest. Mm-hmm. It gets really really close and just like locks eyes with mark who's just like hey what's up um 
And he just swims away. And they're like, hey, where's that going? <laughs> uh, and they kind of realize Godzilla's been looking for something. He's off his normal track. Uh, Turns out he wasn't missing. He was just over there. He's just looking for stuff. Uh, we don't really know what he's looking for, but we believe it's another alpha, another apex predator like Godzilla, who they want to fight for domination. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Monster Zero. You, you know that's coming. Uh, speaking of... We go to the Antarctic. We don't worry about traveling for shit. We're just like, we have to go to the Arctic. And we're there. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, we go into the Lannister base with just that strike team. And they get heavily ambushed and take fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mark walks into the gunfire like a fucking goober. With a gun that he, I don't think he's ever used yeah. before. The safety might be on. I don't know. And he, he reconnects with Maddie and Emma. Mm-hmm. Um. So this one guy has, like, a trigger. On this giant ice wall are explosives. They blow up the explosives. They crack the ice wall. Out comes Monster Zero. Yeah. Uh, so they take the shot and they kill the guy and get shot down. And Emma grabs the, the detonator. Mm-hmm. And Mark's like, great, Maddie, come here. Come on, Maddie. Maddie, come on, Maddie, come on. And Maddie's just like, um, no. And Mark's like, what do you mean No. And he's like, Emma, come on, just bring the kid, let's go. And she's like, I'm sorry, Mark. Run. And she pulls the trigger. Uh. The wall explodes. And it, everything explodes. It blows that motherfucker sky high. Yep. As everything goes to hell, the Arctic base falls. Uh, everybody's outside, basically safe. Uh, and Lannister goes over to Emma and he's like, wake it up. Uh, despite the fact that her ex-husband and daughter uh, is out there. Yeah. And she does so anyway. She she hits the button on the orca and begins to send out a pulse through the ice floor. She is the worst. Yeah. And that big spike tail rises above the ground and then it's three giant heads show up. And it begins to, like, it pops up and raises himself up. And he's a bit angry at being woken up from his nap. So he begins to lash out. Also, it's got wings. Did we mention it has wings? Yeah, it's got many wings. Well, it's got two, but yeah. they're really big. Uh, Monster Zero, like, just raises up and starts to shoot lightning from his mouth. Yeah. Because it's his world and we're just living in it. He's a lightning bender, guys. <laughs> Uh, and it just goes on a rampage. It destroys everything around it, shooting out lightning. If you are photosensitive, do not watch this movie because it is 90% flashing lights. Yeah, this is true. Um, so lightning everywhere. And we're just like, Jesus, run. They try to shoot it, but y- y'all know by now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And in the distance, we see the ice that begins to glow blue. Blue light. <laughs> and something begins to rise up and you see the ice dome. And then it begins to crack. And then Godzilla rises above the ice. And we got ourselves a monster e monster showdown. Hell yeah. Monster Zero is huge. It's much larger than Godzilla. <laughs> uh, and they collide. Uh, like a collar and elbow tie-up of a wrestling match. They collide and there's this like... Sonic boom mm. that shows up, and then like things crackle with lightning. Uh, 
It reminds me of... Here's another nerdy thing. Yeah. You guys ever watch Dragon Ball Super? Yeah. You know, when Beerus fights Goku, and, like, they're they're going all out at each other, and they're sending out these giant waves, uh-huh. and they're like, if they keep that up, the universe is gonna end. <laughs> uh, that's what it kind of looks like. <laughs> so, Monster Zero gets, like, an uppercut with one of its heads, uh, and knocks Godzilla down to the ground onto his back. Uh, so Godzilla charges up in nuke breath, uh, straight up Monster Zero, mm-hmm. who counters with a lightning shot. And they collide in the middle, uh, like a beam struggle. And then it, like, powers up in the middle and explodes outwards. Uh, nobody really wins. Here comes the military. Jets fly in and just starts dropping bombs on both of them. Like, you think they would learn by now. Just yeah. leave, guys. Just grab your shit. And leave. Mark gets caught up in the blast and just like hurled to the side and is knocked out. Mm-hmm. Monster Zero says, fuck this shit, I'm out. And begins to fly away. And we don't see it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, later at a local medical facility, Mark wakes up confused but alive and like completely unscathed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he kind of wants to know what's going on. Essentially, Godzilla is hauling, a- hauling ass off the coast of Argentina, but we're mostly confused as to why Emma pulled the trigger to release Monster Zero. They are just like, oh, it must be somebody else. Like, no, she pulled the trigger. Well, maybe she was under the penalty of death. She had to. They're trying to give her all the outs they can. Mm-hmm. But Mark is like, no, no, she pulled the trigger. I saw it. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah, my ex-wife's an eco-terrorist. Mm-hmm. Um... They get a video call from Maddie and Emma. Uh, Maddie doesn't get to talk much. Well, she's mostly concerned whether or not her dad's still alive, because her yeah. mom straight up attempted to murder him. Yeah, yeah, that's not, uh, th- that's not unambiguous. Yeah. And somehow she got custody? It's very strange. Still don't understand, but... And so Maddie is just like, go over there, I've got evil uh, monologuing to I've got evil woman shit to do. <laughs> Uh, so they are like, hey, Emma, what the fuck? And she was like, I, I know how this looks. (laughs) Uh, basically what my idea is, is that, uh, humanity is a disease Mm -hmm. and the earth has a fever and like the human body, the fever destroys the disease. The Titans are the fever. And we're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So you're nuts. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. She has a full-on PowerPoint presentation ready. <laughs> she did think this through. There was like <laughs> clips and stuff. Like she's like, "See all this? This is humanity's doing." Um, so basically, it's like the Titans are here to restore the balance. We give the world back to the Titans, uh, and they will leave us alone. We we can live, you know, hand in hand. With the, with the titans. Because look! And she shows the destroyed cities. And she's like, every time a city is destroyed, life, rega- you know, the nature regains its power. It has something to do with the nuclear power of these titans, which I don't think is true, but whatever. No. Uh, basically, when they destroy stuff, stuff grows. Um, so basically, uh, bitch is nuts. Or maybe it's just we haven't repaired that shit, so it got overgrown with weeds there, lady. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, so Mark is like, you're clearly insane and using this to cope with the loss of our son. Mm -hmm. 
stop now and we can deal with it. And she's like, no, I understand Monarch has bunkers in the case of a human extinction event. Find them because this will not stop. And then she like goes away like fucking Dr. Claw. (laughs) Like full on crazy supervillain. Yeah. Yeah, she crazy. Uh, and here's here's another little bit of a uh, reveal. Tywin Lannister talks to Emma. Mm-hmm. And apparently this whole thing was Emma's idea. Emma contacted Tywin Lannister mm-hmm. to stage this whole thing. To make it look like she was kidnapped. And then to let uh, Monster Zero go. Ay. She's gone fully off the deep end. And Madison is not happy. No. Uh, at least she's got some sanity. But it seems that she knew this was happening. Yeah, I think Maddie was in on the plan, I think. Um, but not in on the crazy part? But not in on how much... I don't think she realized just how much destruction it involved. You know? Yeah. So, Emma goes and, and awakens another Titan. Uh, much like Batman, Godzilla is the least interesting part of his own series. <laughs> uh, it's always the Rose Gallery that's more fun. <laughs> so in Mexico, a volcano erupts. Uh, they thought it was dormant. It's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this big, uh, like, phoenix bird type thing f- flies out. Um, and it just starts, like, messing stuff up. Uh, this is known as the fire demon, Rodan. Yeah. And it begins to cry. Cry out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is beckoning Monster Zero to come for it. Uh, so we start shooting at it with jets, and that doesn't work, because of course it doesn't. And we are evacuating the town as fast as we fucking can. Just everyone, everyone in the shuttle. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, so we piss it off. Yeah. And we're like, okay, let's try to guide it towards Monster Zero. Um, but Rodan is huge. And a simple, like, flap of its wings mm-hmm. knocks the jets from the earth. Okay. Uh, and so when we find Monster Zero, Monster Zero is not hard to find because he exists in a lightning storm. Yeah, kind of like one of those legendary Pokemon, right? It's so, Zapdos. Yeah. Um, like, he lives constantly in a state of, of an electric sixth degree hurricane. I mean, as a lightning bender, it kind of needs it, right? Yeah. Um, so we guide Monster Zero, or we guide Rodan right into the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through the flashes of light, we see the silhouette of this gigantic three-headed dragon-looking thing. It's cool. <laughs> All right, so plan B. Uh, we're going to use something called an oxygen destroyer, which I imagine destroys oxygen. And it will kill anything within a two-mile radius. It sucks all the oxygen out of the air and just renders everything dead. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sarazawa refuses to use it because he wants to put his faith in Godzilla. Godzilla will save us. Just like, just like we said last movie. Mm-hmm. Let Godzilla fight it. Godzilla will win, and we will be okay. Godzilla will sort him out. Yeah. 
Uh, to which the government's like, no. <laughs> Hard no. You don't... No! <laughs> Fire the bomb, you don't have a choice. So, Monster Zero goes to attack the ship we're on. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have this thing. We can see it out the front window. And Monster Zero flies towards us. And we're just like, oh, this is gonna hurt. And just before it collides, Godzilla comes up out of nowhere and bites him on the neck. One of many. And, like, takes him down into the water. Uh, Hello! Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> down into the water it goes. Uh, and, un- like I said, Godzilla is aquatic. So this is where he lives. Mm-hmm. Godzilla rips off. One of Monster Zero's heads. Just yank. Just yeah, like with his teeth, just like yeah, rips it off like a dog playing with a toy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the you know as as he's kind of getting the upper hand, the oxygen destroyer is launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, launched at both of them, and there's this big green flash, and it it launches looks like a nuke and it goes off. And things go quiet for a little bit as dead fish rise to the top of the water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, maybe maybe we did it. But we didn't. No. Uh, Monster Zero pops up out of the water. He doesn't even look hurt. He's just upset that he's, he can't breathe right now. He's just kind of like, thanks for the assist, humans. Yeah, exactly. And then he flies away. Uh, we track Godzilla... Uh, we can't see him, but we find his vitals, but they're fading, and they're very, very weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watch him for a little bit, hoping he'll kind of re- regain his composure, but he doesn't. Oh. The vitals fade. The heart monitor stops. Godzilla is gone. Oh, my lizard. Mark gets his wish. Godzilla's dead. Everyone's happy. Curtain down. No. Um, <laughs> Mark gets his wish. Godzilla's dead. But Monster Zero still lives. And then we, we watch Monster Zero for a little bit. And it grows its third head back. Fuck this guy. Yeah. And it's just like, this is gonna hurt. You know how, like, Piccolo just randomly just be like, I need a new arm. It's like, ha! There's a lot of Dragon Ball Z illusions in this series. Eh? Yeah. Uh, basically, like, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, Piccolo can just simultaneously create an arm. It's not like Deadpool where he has to take some time to grow it. He's just like, oh, my arm's gone? Give me a minute. Ah! (laughs) Arm! And now, this fucking Hydra is just like, oh, one of my heads are gone. Uh, Ah! Sprawl head! And I'm just like, oh, wow, okay. Um, so Monster Zero finds this, like, mountain. And he perches himself atop it and begins to, like, cry out. And he wakes up every titan. Yeah. He uses this, like, power ring to just, like, fire out. And all 17 remaining titans wake up and approach it. Rodan, by the way, is doing a straight-up bow to the king. Yeah. uh, On top of his own fire mountain, it looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodan swears fieldy. Right now, there is the king of the monsters. But it's Monster Zero. Yeah. Maddie watches as her mother essentially single-handedly ends the fucking world. Uh, and she, like, disowns her mom. She's just like, you're the real monster. 
and then turns around and leaves. Uh, meanwhile, at the uh, Monarch base, <laughs> just another Monarch base in general, mm-hmm. we meet up with Dr. Brooks from Skull Island. Hey! He's still alive. Uh, they are outposted next to a big waterfall <laughs> where there's a chrysalis just kind of chilling. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> that chrysalis begins to break and shatter. Yeah. And something with wings pops out. Pretty wings. Very pretty. Mothra has her full power. <laughs> and she's cool looking. Queen of the monsters. Uh, Exactly. Uh, they do mention Mothra is the queen of the monsters. And they refer to her mm-hmm. like Jesus. <laughs> well, she is made of pure light, so like... Yeah, here's, yeah, there's a scene, and you know it's a little bit deeper into the film, but Kyle Chandler, or Mark Russell, mm-hmm. goes out on like the bow of the ship, mm-hmm. and he just like stands there for a little bit, and the clouds open up. <laughs> And like the the music, the music in this movie is very good, by the way. Yeah. But the music literally goes, oh, and Mothra comes down, <laughs> just like like an angel, just like what's up. It's a very pretty moth butterfly looking thing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Doctor Brooks, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out your Hollow Earth theory was right. Good job, buddy. Um, we also we talk about this. So Bradley Whitford's character mm-hmm. uh, is really annoying and I hate it. Yeah. But he starts talking about how he believes that Godzilla and the Titans use the hollow earth as essentially a warp pipe. Uh, that's that's how they get to different places so fast. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's actually absolutely proven right. Yeah. Um, they go through in and out of the, the hollow earth mm-hmm. to show up at these places so fast. Just a little quick way to write out how we went from, like, Russia to Los Angeles so fast. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Chen, who is a character here in the uh, good guy base, mm-hmm. find, finds old cave drawings from Skull Island uh, depicting an ancient battle between Monster Zero and Godzilla. We saw these at the end of Skull Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, turns out Monster Zero is not from Earth. It's an alien. Um, and it has a name. They call him King Ghidorah. All right, so I got some questions. Hit me. In original flavor Japanese lore. Yes. Ghidorah's always an alien? He's always been an alien, yeah. Okay, so, like, Godzilla's just chilling. Yep. And he was created by our follies of nuclear warfare. Yes. And then a fucking Hydra falls out of the sky? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the original Godzilla kind of loses the plot a little bit. Uh, the original 1950s movie uh-huh. is a damning indictment on nuclear weapons. Yeah. Um, we created this nuclear lizard yeah. from our folly of nuclear wef- warfare. Four movies in, he's saving the children from, like, a big monster. Yeah. So. We lost the plot, yeah. Best not to to really think about it. I was hard. just wondering if that's exactly what happened. Once upon a time, there was a big nuclear lizard mm-hmm. and then a hydra fell out of the sky. Yeah, essentially from space. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so Emma, back with her, she starts to regret this whole being an eco-terrorist thing <laughs> because she's like, hey, without Godzilla, King Ghidorah is just gonna fuck us up. <laughs> like, without Godzilla to counterbalance... It's going to kill us all. 
It's a bit like going back to Batman, the Batman theory. Yeah. Uh, is Batman saving us or is he causing people to attack Gotham? Uh, and the answer is, well, both. Yeah. Um, but without Batman, would Gotham be better? No. Because, yeah, Batman causes more of these attacks. But without Batman, one of these people could wipe out the whole city. Yeah, that's true. Same idea. Is is Do people front to Godzilla <laughs> specifically to fuck him up? Yeah. But without Godzilla, King Eater is going to run us ragged. Yeah. Those yeah. mutos? Dead. We'd be fucked. Um, <laughs> Kong? Dead. Although Kong is, you know, usually a, on our side. Yeah. Uh, presumably he's asleep in the on his island because yeah he's just chilling right now we didn't see him at all on this thing yeah like he's just on his island going whatever i'll pick it up later see you in a couple years um there's this weird mammoth ape thing that's just trolling around and we're just like what the fuck are you you why didn't we hear you (laughs) um so she's like yeah without godzilla this is gonna create a humanity extinction event the very thing i said we wouldn't do and Tywin's just like, yeah, that sucks dick, doesn't it? It's like, so let's stop it. And he's like, yeah, nah. Well, she this whole time she's just be like, we have to do it about balance, the natural order of things. And the irony is she woke up the thing that's invasive to the species. Yep. Uh, so Mark goes to save his daughter. And he's like, I, I'm just going to go to Emma's base and I'm going to save her single-handedly. Like a moron. Mm. Um, and like I like I said, the clouds part. Mm. Ah. God, I am Mothra. It's Mothra, and like she flies down, and she begins to to sing essentially, mm-hmm. which is Mothra sings. People sing to Mothra, um, and that's how they communicate. Mm-hmm. And so she's sending out a mission. She's sending out a message, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Who is she talking to?" Like, what could she be doing? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the only thing that comes out here, she's waiting for an answer. Mm-hmm. And they hear little rumblings in the water. Godzilla is still alive. Does that make Mothra his, like, girlfriend? Yes. Cool. Uh, the signal, however, is too weak for humans to track. But Mothra can. Mm-hmm. So follow that butterfly. Uh, butterfly in the sky, I can fly twice as high. We follow the trail to an underwater city of sorts. It's Atlantis. I was gonna say, I'm not saying it's Atlantis, I'm just saying it's an underwater city and Godzilla lives here. Yeah, that we lost and, uh, definitely was before ancient Egyptians and stuff. Yeah. You know, like Atlantis. Yeah, it's, it's Atlantis. It's 100% Atlantis. Um, so we find Godzilla is like living here. He's chilling out in his bathtub. Yeah, because this the radiation in the in this place is so high. <laughs> Godzilla uses it to recuperate. <laughs> Problem is, it will take him years to get back to fighting strength because he died. Yeah, good job, military. Yeah, so they're just like, well, let's shoot him with a nuke. And people are just like, what? It's like, yeah, we detonate a nuke right next to him. He'll absorb all the nuclear power and then I'm back fighting, you know, ship shape. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, that sounds like a stupid idea, but I don't know anything better. So let's do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so back in uh, with Maddie, she steals the bio. She steals the orca. Mm-hmm. 
and leaves. <laughs> yeah, she grabs some supplies and she was like, I'm out of here. She sneaks out. Nobody even tries to stop her. Security sucks here, too. Like, as eco-terrorists, do you think you would keep your eye on the troubled teenager? Yeah, the troubled little girl. And she just, like, crawls out of a pipe and... Ah. She didn't crawl out of a pipe. She walked out the fore- front fucking door. Why do I remember a pipe? <laughs> because they live in pipes. You're right. Uh, yeah, she just walked out, like, whatever. Um, so, we're in Boston. Turns out this monarch base is in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes where every good Bostonian goes. <laughs> Fenway Park. <laughs> she hooks up the orca to like the radio beacon system Mm -hmm. uh and begins to play the the orca sound this thing must have great user interface because there is no point where she is trained on this thing yeah she just starts tinkering with it and just starts hitting buttons and turning knobs yeah um she uh, she's attempting to calm down king Ghidorah Mm -hmm. to stop it from attacking but all she's really doing is causing everybody to come to boston yeah but they're not attacking other cities, so... Yeah, not right now, they're not. Um, we go back to the underwater thing, uh, and we get the worst goddamn line in the entire series. The worst... Okay. So, Mark is, is standing, and Bradley Whitford's beside him. Mm-hmm. And they find this big city, and they find out where, where Godzilla's staying. Mm-hmm. And so they stand, and they see this th- this whole thing in all of its splendor. And they go, my God. And Bradley Whitford goes, Zilla. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up forever. (laughs) I love Bradley Whitford. I love him in the West Wing. I love him in Brooklyn Mm Nine-Nine. I loved him in um, Cabin in the Woods. Mm. He's an amazing actor and he's got really great comedic timing. Never talk again. (laughs) I don't care if that line was written for you. You should have threw it at him. <laughs> oh my god, comma, Zilla. <laughs> Are you? Come on. I mean, I feel like the writers just had to do it. Like, they wanted to do it, and so they did, and no one stopped them, you know? Well, you know what? This is why creative freedom isn't always a good thing. <laughs> we need more censorship. Fuck the First Amendment. Fuck it. Uh, so, uh, they they decide they, they go through with the nuke plan. Problem is, they can't just shoot it at him. I don't know why. Something's broken. Oh. Um, and so they're like, okay, well, we'll place it next to him and start a countdown and then we'll get the person out. They're like, no, the radiation's too bad. Even our, sh- our suits won't stop it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Dr. Sarazawa is like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like, no. And he's like, yeah. Uh, he's basically like condemning himself to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For some reason. Because <laughs> Ken Watanabe doesn't want to be here. Well, yeah, it's his obsession with Godzilla and this kind of like familial context uh, <laughs> because they both feel slighted by nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarazawa's father... Father or grandfather? Grandpa? Grandfather was killed in the Hiroshima attacks. Um, so, like, they kind of have this, like, kinship. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit weird. Uh, yeah, keep talking. I have a minor qualm with it afterwards. Okay, so... Serizawa gets all suited up. And we're making a meal out of this. Like, we're spending a long time. The music is very, like, sad and somber and soulful. <laughs> um, Serizawa 
plants the bomb, sets mm-hmm. it for like a 30 second timer, and walks up to a, a very weak Godzilla mm-hmm. uh, to finally kind of connect with the thing he's been obsessing about for years. And Godzilla just kind of looks at him like, hey, you look familiar. I'm sleepy. It's been a bad day for Godzilla. Uh, and so Sarazawa kind of walks up and like kind of rests his hand on him. Uh, and his final words are, in Japanese, Goodbye, old friend. Godzilla seems to recognize the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the bomb eventually goes off, mm-hmm. killing Sarazawa. Uh, you, had a, you had a problem with it? Yeah, why couldn't, uh, since it's just nuclear power that he's feeding off of, mm-hmm. why couldn't we just pop the nuke in his mouth like a gummy? Like... <laughs> Like, here's the setsu bean. Here's... Eat this. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, like, it would be... Like, say, like, we feed off of nuclear energy. Like, what would be more effective? Blowing it in our face? Or popping it in our mouth? Like a fucking setsu bean. That's like, a good question. The only thing I can think of is that they don't want the explosion to kill him. Like, the, the explosive concussive force would break him apart from the inside. Okay, we've seen him eat nukes. But, well, yeah... Um, but like, and I realized that doesn't really make sense because the bomb is like a foot away from Godzilla. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just pop it like a gummy and then, uh, get the fuck out there. It, it, it's very much like, and I understand they're doing the heroic sacrifice and, and that whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, which, which always kind of makes sense in, in these films. Um, but to me... It feels like there were other ways around it. Yeah. And that always kind of cheapens the heroic sacrifice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, Just... why, why are we all jumping to that? Because <laughs> he wants to go play with his snubble. <laughs> snubble. Uh, one of it... my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Detective <laughs> like Pikachu. Do not be afraid. It's hard outside. Mask a soft inside. Snubble. Um, it's like shaking with anger. <laughs> uh, but you know, you know what movie did a heroic sacrifice really well, and uh, lots of movies do. Uh, but this is kind of a more recent uh, example: is um, Avengers Endgame. Oh. Uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen it, you didn't want to. Um, <laughs> it's true. When Tony Stark uh, gets all the gems on, on his glove, mm-hmm. and he realizes, like. I snap, I win, mm-hmm. but the force is going to kill me. And we all know that going in. But it seemed to be, especially with Thanos and his, his giant army, mm-hmm. this seemed to be the only way it would work. Uh, and it also helped because Tony throughout the series is very selfish and very self-centered. Mm-hmm. And his final act is something that saves everybody at the cost of himself. Uh, that's a heroic sacrifice done very, very well. This feels like we had we could have tried a couple more options. <laughs> uh, that's just me though. So uh, I still question why couldn't we just stick the warhead in its mouth? Yeah, it's clearly tired enough where you can just walk up to it and pat it on the yeah. head. Chew on this. Be it like, wasn't even very big. Yeah, like Ken Watanabe was able to haul it around in a suitcase. Guys, this wasn't like a giant warhead that you needed a ship for. Yeah. Um. So, like, you just walk it up the stairs to Godzilla's little resting pool, mm-hmm. like his little bed there, and you'd be like, open up, buddy. And he'd be like, no. And you'd be like, 
I got some radiation for you. And then he's Put like, it in peanut butter and then you give it to him. And then he'd be like, blah. And then you chuck that fucker in there. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, Emma tries to get Maddie back after she leaves. And then goes to threaten Tywin with a, with a gun. Mm-hmm. She's like, he'll let me go. Gun. And then 90 people surround her with guns on her. Uh, and Tywin is just like, I, <laughs> they just kind of let her go. She's just like, I already lost one child. I won't lose another. Bitch, you are the source of the reason why a bunch of people lost their I was going to say, if you don't die during this, you're going to jail. Oh, uh, no, this is a public execution. She is responsible for a mass <laughs> extinction event. Like, she is, at minimum, responsible for millions of deaths. Yeah. So, like, Tywin Lannister just kind of lets her go. Because we're not paying Vera Farmiga for nothing. Mm. So let's go. Um, and we don't see Charles dance again until the very, very end of the movie. Yeah. Thanks for coming, buddy. Hey, he got his paycheck and he left. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, in Boston, a storm rolls in. And Maddie stands by to watch Ghidorah arrive in Boston to locate her signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does, but Maddie doesn't realize it's here to fight. Uh, it's not here to chill out. Um, so it shoots lightning right at her, and she runs like hell. Uh, I do not know what Maddie's plan is. <laughs> I don't think she knows what her plan is, but on the plus side, this makes a little more sense because she's a teenager, and no teenager thinks he's in there. Yeah. So, like, she's on the ground, and Ghidorah gets, like, right up close to her. That awesome monster shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just like, well, she is fucked. And she chucks that device like... Uh, a football. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping that this, like, it will go over there instead of look at her. Yeah. Um, Ghidorah, like, stands above her. And she screams. But Ghidorah either does not hear or does not care. Mm-hmm. Powers up in this big, you know, yellow lightning shot. And then, boom! Out of nowhere, blue beam to the mm-hmm. dome. Down goes Ghidorah. And here comes Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla has gone Super Saiyan. He is red, cracked, glowing, mm-hmm. and his back is constantly glowing blue. Like, it's, it's constantly waving. It is super powered up. He is eaten. He is well rested. I just took a nap, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. <laughs> Bruh! <laughs> Uh, so, the humans plan, they were just like, okay, so we're gonna let Godzilla kill, uh, Ghidorah. Yeah. And Bradley Whitford's like, great, let Godzilla fight. That's some Sarazawa stuff. I love it when he said that. Mm-hmm. But no, you don't understand. We're gonna help him. We're gonna get into our jets, and we're gonna fire at Ghidorah. And they're like, that has never worked. And they're like, you are right, but we are also going to do it to distract him. We'll just be annoying little flies, give Godzilla the upper hand. Okie dokie. I hope those are drones, because then you're just sending people to die. Yeah, they're not. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Godzilla and Ghidorah collide one last time. Just ha! Um, then we decide that Godzilla is about to go supernova. He is so heavily juiced with nuclear energy, he is about to explode like a bomb. Mm-hmm. We have 12 minutes. Godzilla plays patty cake with Ghidorah's heads, <laughs> and then uses his tail whip to knock him down. Uh, a lot of the fight takes place from kind of, like, the ground, the human level. Mm. Just so we can see, like, the, the immensity of the creatures. And it's really cool. 
uh, Ghidorah takes Godzilla to the ground and, like, scrapes his head on the asphalt like an asshole. (laughs) So Godzilla nukes him high into the air uh, to get him off of him. And from behind Ghidorah comes a heavenly glow. Mothra is here. and She's on our side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they have, like, Godzilla and Mothra have, like, a little moment like, Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. How you living? (laughs) Uh, and even, like, some of the soldiers are like, so wait, Godzilla and Mothra are, like, a thing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, interspecies relationships aren't completely ridiculous. He's a giant nuclear lizard. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing you can come up with? Yeah. So, uh, Ghidorah busts through a building just to get at Godzilla. Like, he just, like, walks through one, just like, no! <laughs> uh, and as it's about to attack... In comes Mothra with her, like, pincers. Mm. And she's, like, gonna stab him. And then Rodan, out of nowhere, spear! Down goes Mothra. Uh, While Mark and Cole are on the ground, Emma shows up in, like, a jeep. Uh, And she's like, hey, get in the car. I'm gonna take you to Madison. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, where's Madison? She's like, I don't know. Then where are you taking us? (laughs) Uh, and, like, the two guys are in the back going, man, I'd run away, too, if I'd have these two people as parents. Uh, they realize that Maddie is going home. Apparently they lived in Boston at one point. Or currently Or live. currently do. Because um, she runs into the house and then pictures of her fall over. So, I think they currently live. Currently live in Boston when they're not or, doing or, the thing. Or dad lives in Boston. Oh, something. that could be it. Anyway, she goes home. Yeah. Uh, because what else are you going to do? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Um, Godzilla takes Ghidorah's head and shoves it into a window like a bully gives a swirly. <laughs> like, with two hands, just like, bah! <laughs> um, Ghidorah bites some power cables. Like, he kind of falls down and he sees this, like, giant electric farm. And he just bites into it and it charges him up. Yeah, he found the power grid, guys. Whoopsie doodles. So now, yeah, now, uh, both of them are, like, powered up. Mm-hmm. Godzilla is about to reach critical mass. We have six minutes until he blows. Rodan throws Mothra into a building and then spears her right through it. Uh, she flies up to the top of the building. Uh, Mothra does. Uh, and Rodan tries to bite into her. Um, and while it succeeds, Mothra takes her tail and stabs it right through the chest of Rodan, causing it to fall off of the, the building writhing in pain uh i thought this killed it and it takes him out for the match uh but he is writhing in pain on the floor going basically i can only assume motherfucker aggressively (laughs) in uh monster because he's just going there making all sorts of angry noise sounds yeah uh mark and emma find maddie in the wreckage of their house their house has been completely leveled they see her arm kind of (laughs) sticking out of the debris and they run over and they try to lift up this giant heavy thing off of her uh, and she thought enough to hide in the bathtub. So while she's unconscious, uh, the debris didn't crush her. It crushed the tub uh, and gave her enough space to live. Yeah, but her arm is super broken. Yeah, it's broke as shit, but she's alive. Uh, she no sells the broken arm, though, even though it should 100% be turned to powder. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Ghidorah lands on top of Godzilla. Grabs him with her claws and begins to fly him up high, high into the air. Above the clouds, above the storm, basically into um, orbit, essentially. 
and then just drops it. And Godzilla begins to burn up in the atmosphere as he falls and collides with the ground like a bomb. Uh, the whole thing just cascades into a shockwave. Um, Ghidorah, Ghidorah lands to kind of gloat, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Mothra's broken body flies over and kind of lands on Godzilla to, like, block him. Mm -hmm. She absorbs some of his nuclear energy, powers up just a little bit, uh, and flies up. She starts glowing blue and flies straight into Ghidorah, uh, who charges up and lightning blasts her, uh, completely just envelops and vaporizes Mothra. And then the essence of Mothra gets sprinkled on Godzilla. On Godzilla, essentially. So Mothra gave her life to give Godzilla just a little bit more time. Um, so Ghidorah is, wraps its many heads around Godzilla, essentially choking the life right out of him. And also biting him like a dick. Yeah, what a dick. Um, so the humans fix the orca in hopes of drawing Ghidorah away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like, okay... We'll activate it and we'll run. And Emma's like, okay, get on the helicopter. Uh, and so she sets it up. And, like, the helicopter's like, we have to go! <laughs> <laughs> and Emma's like, wait, mom's got to get on the plane. And Emma stops and goes, I love you. And runs away. Because she is guilty of so many war crimes, yeah. guys. She gets into a car and is essentially going to be a roaming beacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie's not thrilled. Maddie, <laughs> your mother's an eco-terrorist. You gotta get over this one. Yeah. Uh, the helicopter takes off, and away Emma goes. And Ghidorah, well, Ghidorah's chasing. <laughs> He's like, hey, that's that sound I hate. <laughs> <laughs> so Ghidorah just, like, fl like jumps, flies, stomps down, mm -hmm. lightning. Jumps, flies, stomps down, lightning. Like a final boss where you have to learn the pattern. <laughs> um... Her family watches as Ghidorah charges up the lightning and destroys the car. <laughs> the car flips out and it throws Emma from it. Uh, and she falls onto the ground uh, with the, the orca. Mm -hmm. um, so it gets right up next to her. <laughs> and is like charging up. And Emma's standing, lying there and going, <sighs> Long live the king. <laughs> And Ghidorah's like, I'm going to kill you for that. In comes Godzilla out of nowhere. His favorite move. Um, <laughs> as Godzilla begins to walk, mm -hmm. things around him melt. He is giving off so much energy. Yeah. Oh. You can't stand by him without dying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh... In the biggest show of power we have ever, ever seen, Godzilla just walks right up to them both and explodes. Yikes. Atomizing everything around him like a gigantic nuclear bomb. Emma's super dead. Emma's super dead. Um, so we see the rubble. That kind of looks like the San Francisco shot from, from earlier. Mm-hmm. And King Ghidorah's head pops up from the rubble. And I'm sitting here like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. And then Godzilla rises up, 
with Kidara's head in his mouth like a ramen noodle. And he is chomping on it and swinging around. He is making sure every essence of Ghidorah is atomized. He goes and just like starts banging his head around. Just like, I win! (laughs) Godzilla stands up and walks up to the highest point in Boston. Godzilla wins. Fatality. Uh, he stands up and the Titans approach him. Mm-hmm. All of them. All, I believe we're down to 16. Mm-hmm. You see the Muto from the last movie. You see Rodan. You see uh, like all these other guys we haven't really seen fight. Mm-hmm. But they all approach Godzilla. And you can see the look in Godzilla's eye is like, <sighs> Alright. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And they all approach him. And they take a knee. Mm-hmm. And they all begin to bow down. To the brand new king of the monsters. Yeah. Long live the king. Curtain down. <laughs> or is it? Or is it? We get on the Isla del Mara. Uh, we see this guy who looks like he buys and sells animals or fish. It's a strange kind of like barter system. Yeah. And he goes, you know, these... uh. These things are, are becoming rarer and rarer since the rise of the king. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get this for a good price. Uh, and it, it, it appears, and it's Tywin Lannister, who we kind of figured just fucked off at the end of the movie. Yeah, he probably just peaced out. Like, um, So they walk into this big room, and you hear flies buzzing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he walks into this big empty room, and in it is the head, or one of the heads, of King Ghidorah. Yeah. He looks at it, and he says, I'll take it. Curtain down for real. It'll make a great centerpiece for my home. For my home. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real talking point. Uh, so that is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. What do you think? Yeah, I like Godzilla because he's got laser mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some mechanical problems with it. Like, just pop the nuke like a gummy. Just like yeah. eat it. Yay! Um, the human parts are boring. I don't care. I feel, uh, for some reason, I feel like the human parts were worse in this movie than they were in Godzilla 24. I don't know why. Because they're bad. Yeah. Um, there were less of them. Mm-hmm. There was more Godzilla in this movie. Yes, which is what I um, like about it. Yes. And I think that's a good amount. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, there could always be more. Yes. But just make your human shit more interesting. Like, they, they did, in like, like I said, in um, Skull Island. Yeah. That was fine. Mm. That was a decent plot. You had decent characters. It made reasonable amount it, of sense. It made sense. It was a good like exploration film. That was fine. This, uh, it, this is just... I don't care. And like... <laughs> I was so annoyed with it. That I was just like... Are the fights enough? <laughs> God, I hate... All of you. One of the biggest, like, face-to-heel turns in Vera Farmiga. Uh, <laughs> she was just like, I am going from beleaguered mother to one of the worst terrorists of all time. Whoa! Talk about a neck breaker. You know that if she lived, like, there would be a public execution. Oh, absolutely. Like, they would divvy up her bones to each country to just prove that she's dead. They would string her up and beat her like a pinata. Yeah. 
whatever we would have done to Hitler if he survived, she would get it worse because it happened to white people. (laughs) You are not wrong. Uh, We white people are an ordinary bunch. Um, But yeah, so I I think overall this is a better movie than um, Godzilla 2014. Um, But I think it's slightly worse than uh, Skull Island. Um, to me, that one's. I mean, that's fair because that it one's has probably a, the best. One. It has a better cohesive plot. It's actually funny where it wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did we win the war? Which one? That tracks. That makes sense. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think I'm gonna give it six and a half. Oh, I was gonna give it like a seven and a half. Six and a half or seven. I like. I just like Godzilla with his laser mouth and yeah. his. Because there's that scene, um, uh, where. Godzilla comes out of the water, and everyone's like, Godzilla, and he's doing his, you motherfuckers, yeah. face, and the camera zooms in, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> uh, like, like a Tarantino film, yeah. like uh, in Kill Bill, where it like, zooms in really fast to their eyes, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it so- went from, oh god, it's Godzilla, to close shot. Oh god, it's Godzilla, oh. he's pissed. Uh, yeah, so I think overall, this is like, this is a seven, I think. That's, yeah. a, that's a good score yeah. between the two of us. Because um, laser mouth. Because yeah. laser mouth. It, it's hard to not have a little bit of fun with these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I love giant monster films. Yeah. Um, and these fights are, are always entertaining. Um, and I, I don't think they come out like too much. I, I, I don't think they overdo it. I think we're on a good track right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is... That's kind of how I feel about it. But I'm also... I don't know if I'll watch any of these movies again. Well, okay, so, like, the part in the first Godzilla movie where he opened Amudu's mouth and shot a laser beam down his throat... <laughs> that was dope. ...is so dope, uh, I want it as a screensaver, right? Um, <laughs> I feel you. And I feel like we didn't get that kind of dopeness in this movie. Like, there was no. a good fight, but there was no... And then he laser beamed down yeah, your there was throat. no one big moment where you're like oh my oh, god oh god godzilla versus kong has that yeah um yeah you're right i i, I think this one you know kind of kind of it needed a uh a moment where it's like we throw logic out the window and we just laser beam or magic axe it or like fucking lightning bend some shit yeah like he needed to be able to redirect his lightning back at him and, like, come through the woodwork with a fucking shotgun or yeah. something. I don't know. Also, Godzilla with a giant shotgun, the world's over. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I think with these movies, like, I'll watch the next one when it comes out, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm going to rewatch any of these. Um, because, I, A, I don't think it matters for mm-hmm. the storyline. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, it's a bit like watching the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah, you can watch all 14 of them, and eventually we will. Um, but, uh, why would you? <laughs> why would you? There's no story. Just there's watch no, the next one. There's no main characters to follow. There's no real plot. Yeah, there are kind of, but... Not really. Well, there's Tommy. There's... I said kind of! <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I think that's kind of kind of where I'm at. It's not my favorite series uh, we've ever done. Um, that still goes to when the heart calls home for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember that when we used to do Christmas movies? <laughs> uh, 
you're just gonna throw Christmas Lane under the bus like that. Christmas I like with, Christmas Lane. Christmas with the Darlings. You're just gonna Christmas do her dirty like that. I went back and listened to our review of the Christmas House. Uh huh. Work that that, that that was a good movie. I I would go watch that again. Which one's the Christmas House? That was the one with um the three couples. Oh, um, with the brothers and the thing, and yeah, they're trying to adopt the, the baby. The, yeah, yeah the, the parents are divorcing, um, and because so they're doing one last big, like, Christmas house. Because mom's a shithead, yeah. mom is kind of a shithead. <laughs> well, like, you've got friends, and I don't. Well, then make friends. <laughs> anyway, that's not this movie. That's another movie. Go uh, listen to that one. Yeah, that's, that's on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com uh, slash The Brightwell Podcast Network. <laughs> or just look up The Brightwell Podcast Network on YouTube. You'll find us uh, binging with badness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're good. <laughs> to, to quote, to quote um, Macho Man Randy Savage, the mega powers, we are cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, I, I think that's pretty much all I got to say about King of the Monsters. I, I yeah, I'm, I, I, I liked it. I liked it when I saw it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not a movie I'm gonna get on Blu-ray. It's not a movie I'm gonna like watch over and over again. But there are scenes of it that I believe are worth watching again. I do too. Like the fight, the monster fight scenes are great, and none of the other movie is. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will watch Godzilla versus Kong fight scene a thousand times if you let me. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But the actual movie, movie, eh. and <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's where we are now. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. we take a look at our grand finale for this arc. Uh, just came out this year. This is the most recent movie we have ever done on this show. Uh-huh. Uh, unless you count the Christmas ones, but that one gets kind of higgledy-piggledy. Mm. Uh, brand new, brand spanking new. Next week, we take on Godzilla versus Kong. It's Godzilla. the fight scenes go watch the fight scenes you can probably find something on youtube uh uh-huh. but yeah if you would like to keep the conversation going with us you can find us on twitter i am at empty square e-m-p-t-y-s-q-u-a-r-e cute i'm at aquadia underscore the underscore is very important put it there <laughs> uh if you got money burning a hole in your pocket and you're like gosh i sure would like to throw this at somebody i'm feeling really good about going outside again let's start hucking money at internet hucksters uh, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash empty square. That's E-M-P-T-Y-S-Q-U-A-R-E. Uh, and you can just like a whole bunch of stuff. 
you get bonus reviews, you get behind the scenes stuff, you get bloopers, you get like <laughs> writing stuff. Uh, we got more episodes of different stuff coming out. We'll send you a text when new stuff is coming out. Yeah, it's going to be a whole thing. Um, so that's fun. You know, it also gives you like a personal, like a, a straight window to me. Uh, to us, really. Yeah, you so want to ask got, us random questions about I was going to say, if you got like a burning question you want to ask, that's the best way to do it. You can join for as low as a dollar. A dollar, people. Uh, you know what can get you a dollar these days? Shitty McDonald's coffee. That's it. <laughs> also, uh, we're not like other uh, Patreons where like for a dollar you get everything helps. We really appreciate you doing this. No, you get stuff. Yeah, you, you get, get like you get the wall and everything. Like yeah, you get everything for a dollar. A dollar, people. Yeah. Um. So that's uh that's our thing. If you want to do that, uh, I think Don't. that's oh, uh, if you are listening to this on YouTube, and you're like, I would much prefer to listen to this on my way to work, or at the gym. Or now at that the we gym. Can go to the gyms again. Uh, if only they were on Spotify. We are. Uh, you can look up Binging with Badness or ask your Echo Dot to play Binging with Badness podcast, and you'll find us. Us! Uh, which is nice. Uh, Remember but, to like and subscribe. Yes, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell, uh, bop it, twist it, pull it, pass it. <laughs> Whatever it is we need to, for you to guys to, uh, to know we're here. Uh, but until next time... Mm-hmm. Cute, should they watch the thing? Watch the fight scenes. Watch the fight scenes. Uh, and we will see you next time. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, have fun. Bye-bye.